it going, everybody? Welcome to Geeks Rants about Scream Six. I am AJ. With me, of course, is Mr. Hitpoint Heath. What's up? And genre geek himself, Ryan from <laughs> I'd Like a Refund <laughs> and Genre Geeks. How you doing, my dude? I, you know, I feel like I should get a hat at this point. We'll send you a yeah, shirt. I think some so. stickers and yeah. something. Yeah, you I, I, I mean, if, any, if anyone from a show that isn't yours deserves it, it's definitely me. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you deserve well, it because you're well part. Of, you put in the work more than <laughs> the other third co-host. Well, I got no, I got nominated <laughs> into like what your Hall of Fame not too long ago or something like something like that yeah, happened, right? You're in our GG yeah. Hall of Fame. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'll Take make it that. I'll air out the laundry. I had Joelle. Yeah. My hey, Joel, go ahead and make yourself one as well. And I just forgot to post that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I mean, at nice. this point, if he hasn't brought it up, does he really deserve it? Fair point. He didn't yeah, see Creed, so this is what you know that brings you here. And I don't think he's he a big probably, horror movie guy, so I don't think he saw Scream either. Yeah, assuming that's what we're going to talk about today. Naturally, assuming, assuming, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you saw the title of the episode, you would know already. So exactly. If you just got spoiled for what the episode is about, it's really on you, people <laughs> listening at home. I do find it odd when people have feel the need to like in depth introduce what they're going to be talking about. I'm like, think. Mm-hmm. Think 4D, you know, the 4D chess. Think of the future. They didn't just randomly, blindly click on your video. They know, which is why I'm all about full spoilers as we begin this discussion. Why would you click on the thing if you didn't want to hear us talking about Scream 6? Like, I want to hear them only say, yeah, I liked it or disliked it for an hour and a half. Geeks rant about Scream 6. I'm like, oh, I wonder what this episode's about. Without spoiling it, hour what and a half of spoiled Scream. <laughs> Those bastards. I didn't know How they were going to spoil they? the movie. I just thought they were going to talk about it. <laughs> In a whodunit. This is <laughs> rant, not spoil, man. I thought they were just going to refer to the stuff shown in the trailers. What the hell? Dude, I never listen to spoiler-free episodes on stuff. It's just They're boring. Why? Because it's like, if I'm going to watch the thing, I don't want to hear any thoughts about it. I don't want to hear tweets sure. or anything. I, get, I stay off Letterboxd because God forbid someone accidentally puts their score out early. True like, facts. Yeah, I just want to experience the thing. So now, boys, are you guys ready to delve into Scream 6? The sequel to it. 5 Scream, which I love that everyone started referring to it in that in the horror community. I scream, you scream. We all screamed for 5 Scream. I think we covered it on this show, didn't we, Heath? I'm sure so. you, it was only last year. I'm sure you guys surely did. we did. I can't recall, but uh, regardless though, our guest Ryan, what mm. is your thought on the, let's cover scream in general. Like what's your history as with a scream? franchise? Yes, sir. Um, so I was a v- very young lad when I saw the first scream movie too young. So much. So it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, what's this scene where, uh, with Drew Barrymore and her uh, her boyfriend Steve or whatever his name is, I don't mm-hmm. remember the doing like big Steve Holt energy from that <laughs> guy. <laughs> um, and he like he's taped up to the chair and like she she's playing the what's your favorite scary movie and doing the trivia stuff and she gets the question wrong with the Jason Voorhees like who's the killer in Friday the Thirteenth, um, and she's and the guy's innards get sliced open and yeah. I'm just like I am eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to work with this. So uh, I stayed away from all things Scream and Ghostface up until that point. And then when last year's movie came out or was getting ready to come out, I decided to delve back in because I am, you know, I'm an adult now. I can handle some horror. Let's uh, let's see what happens here. Um, So I decided to just go one through four in the prep for the for five. 
Um, the franchise is fantastic. It's one of the best horror franchises, and I think it helps because it's one of the most self-aware horror franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, like They are going to mock the trends that happen in other horror franchises while also still doing the trends that happen in the movies and you yeah. don't care because it's like, well, if they cited their sources, like you can't be <laughs> upset about what they, what they do now. Like that's, they already made the joke. Um, so I watched the first one again. It's one of my favorite horror movies, just maybe like a, maybe like a top 20, 25 movie for me in general. Um, I nice. think it's great. Two is also fantastic. Uh, really enjoy that one. Three is not good. Correct. Um, and there's a ton <laughs> of behind the scenes. Um, issues that have happened with three script wise shooting wise right. it, there's a lot of problems with the third one from behind the scenes you can find all that on online just by googling it let's not forget um, scream three makes the scream universe and the view skew of universe uh, universe canon right clerks <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it makes That's jay true, and yeah. silent bob are in scream three and we can't it, have it not go away it exists <laughs> it's an absolutely <laughs> it's a wild film yeah. like i'm just surprised they did what they did in that one um then four comes out uh that one i think is okay i think there's a great twist at the end i think four might have the best reveals of who the killers are i'd agree with you um because it like it really shocks you when you find out who it is um as opposed to the other ones like i say two has a big reveal the one killer and two one of the killers is not a surprise but the second one is definitely a surprise yeah um Kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know if I want to. Are, are, like, are we going to spoil the other uh, movies? Like, because I think we can get around it, probably. Sh- no, let's sc- spoil oh. it. Like, don't watch. Okay. Don't listen to the the show about a movie <laughs> and then be mad that we talk about the movie. It's a and talk about yeah, the man. franchise. All right. So spoilers. Fair enough. Okay. So I'll just go back. In one, I think it was like you could have discerned that Billy and Stu were the killers. I think it very much makes sense. Uh, in the second one, uh. Timothy Oliphant's character, Mickey, like, yeah, you could see that. But you, I really don't think you see Laurie Metcalf almost coming to a, in that one. Almost to a problem, though, where it's like it almost was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that character's in the movie at all. But then if, do you not? <laughs> it's a it's plot where Courtney Cox is familiar yeah. with that character. She's like, oh, she lost weight. Are you out of your yeah. mind? It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. How do you <laughs> how do you, you had a conversation about? with her earlier <laughs> in the yeah. movie? And like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're not fat anymore. How am I supposed to recognize <laughs> you? That was and then. Oh, then it turns out that she's um, Billy's mom. And it's like, oh, Billy's okay. mother. Yeah, Billy's mother. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant um, in that movie is having the time of his life. He's chewing the scenery and I love it. He disappears for like 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah, like exactly. He's nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah. Like I, had, I remember watching it and I was telling my friend at the time I was watching it with. I was like, he's definitely one of them. Like we haven't seen him in like 50 yeah. minutes. Like <laughs> He's definitely one of them. Um, the third one, it's just, uh, Scott Foley's character, Roman, the mm-hmm. director of the movie. And that's late. It was lazy and it was off brand for the franchise only having the one killer. The whole premise of scream that works for it is that it's, they work in pairs. Um, I always enjoy that. Uh, fourth one, uh, it's that Charlie kid who's like the, the filmmaker he's, you know, he wasn't too surprising, but it was a good reveal. But then you find out that it's uh, Emma Roberts, who is uh, Sydney's cousin. Yeah. And you're like, and her reasoning is like, you were you became famous because of all of this. And I want to be famous. So yeah. I'm going to kill you <laughs> and survive. And now I'm the famous one. It's like 
She's famous for almost dying. Yeah, right. Several She's times. not happy like, about being fam- yeah. famous. Air quotes. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, and then the fifth one, uh, which uh, it kind of what is it? It's um, it's Richie I, and uh, yeah, it's Richie and, and Amber. Girl, I think yeah, is her homegirl name. from Once like, Upon a Time. Yeah, the one that gets lit on fire. Yeah, if I had a nickel for every movie where she ends a movie, ends up dying via lit on fire, I'd have two mm-hmm. nickels, which is not um, a lot, but weird it happens twice. Weird. Thank you. Thank you, Doofenshmirtz. We appreciate that. Um, I think that the reveal in the fifth one is okay. Yeah, it's suitable. I think it's fine. Um, so that's my feel, and we'll save the sixth one for when we dive deeper into the yeah. conversation. But I, the franchise as a whole is one that I didn't grow up being a fan of, but once I finally caught up and watched it all, it's one of my favorite horror franchises, for sure. Gotcha. Heath, what is your history with the Scream franchise? I've seen every single one at least once, but I'll admit I'm not the biggest fan. I haven't seen them several times. There's still people that like watch it religiously every October. Like I think AJ here probably watches it once a year almost. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy them. I think there's not a bad, particularly awful film in the bunch, but... I've seen most of them only once or twice. Um, so I'm a little bit hazy on the older ones. I remember loving the first one. Uh, I watched the fifth one fairly recently with AJ and enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, so I had to get caught up for the sixth one, watch one through four, and really now I completely understand how great these films are. Like the meta commentary on, the, on them, and it's a great franchise. And I really think you're right. I think it's up there, a top 20, 25 horror franchise of all time. Oh, easily, yeah. 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 Or movie franchises. Yeah, movie movie franchises, I think, too. Horror, it's probably... Horror's tough because most of their popular ones are franchises. Exactly. The ones that matter are franchises. Like, very few, like, one-off horror movies. Because if it's good, it gets a franchise. But I would argue that most of the horror franchises after the first movie aren't really that good. Diminishing returns, exactly. Yeah, I think think Scream is one of the few that bucks that trend, where they have great sequels. Yeah, I mean that's why I didn't watch the fifth one because I watched one through four. I'm like, this fifth one's gonna suck ass. It's like the trend that this one's gonna suck ass. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it with age. I was like, this is pretty it good was, actually. They didn't drop the ball yeah. too hard. I remember that night. It was when you came and visited. We just got yeah. out of watching Nope, and somehow yeah, Scream yeah. got brought up. And I just got the Scream Five like steelbook. I'm like, we're watching that crap tonight. I don't care how old it is, dude. I love <laughs> Scream Five uh, because I love I love Scream as well. Ghostface is on my Mount Rushmore of horror fil- uh, horror villains. Which give me the list. Give it to me. Uh, Michael Myers. <laughs> I think it's Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Ghostface, Jigsaw. Uh, who else did I mention? Because there's I'm, only four. There's only four. On Mount I've got Rushmore. I've got one. Is it just four? Okay, yeah. Then them. Do you say yeah, Freddy? Freddy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Freddy. Michael Myers. Ghostface. Jigsaw. Or like yep, Billy the Puppet. That, whatever actually. you want to have on there. Like to represent. I tell you. Saw. I tell you what. Uh, I tell you what. Um, I t- Chucky is in the green room right now thinking he was getting drafted early in this draft. And he is just, he's, he's on the phone with his agent like, what the hell God happened? Damn it. <laughs> I like Chucky, especially his series. If you have not watched that, his TV show or whatever that uh, I streamed it. I forgot what platform it's on. It's, it's just, yeah, it's fantastic. Sci-fi. It's really great. Better than any of the movies that ever existed. But I'm not a big friend. Like, I'm not afraid of Chucky. Like I'm not, I, I watch it out of my loyalty to the genre. Hmm. Go ahead. That's a good argument because I I almost argue Scream is more of a horror than a or more of a uh, a comedy than a horror film. I think they both they exist like simultaneously. Yeah. I well, think I've actually been a big prominent of or uh, advocate for that slasher films are more action films than horror films. Hmm. Because if there's, you there's want, an argument there for what genre it actually is. Yeah. 
Because to me, like, why do you get it? Why do you want to watch the new Halloween? Why do you want to want you want to see Michael Myers like rip someone apart the same way you like? Oh, don't just, watch the most recent one then. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that put a nasty taint. I I I own the the canon air quote Halloween movies on Steelbook. Refuse to even yeah. like watch that one ever again. Hey yeah. folks, do you like Michael Myers? Yeah. Do Fuck you like him. Halloween movies? <laughs> yeah. Well, how about this Ethan guy? Who? <laughs> Was he in another movie? You like what he we did with sure Jamie Lee wasn't. Curtis? <laughs> well, <laughs> not anymore. We're going to change yeah. her character fundamentally. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like uh, the big reason why I like Scream so much and the reason why I think it's the single best horror f- franchise in terms of longevity is because the nature of it. It always, right. it's a, uh, I talked about this on my appearance on the uh, Press Any Key uh, podcast. <clears throat> because of the nature of it being very tongue in cheek, the word meta, you know, self-aware is that it's always going to have something to say about the current state of horror movies and also just movies in general. For you know, with Scream Five, talking about the whole leg- requels, legacy sequel things, uh, there's always something to say. Like when them talking about like uh, elevated horror, the Jordan Peels and Ari Aster mm-hmm. films, there's always something to say. And I feel like that is the the role for Scream for Ghostface, if you will, forever in in these. And I really hope that they never stop making these. I watched the trash MTV Scream series. Mm. Not, it it was Mm. trash, but the second season was less trash, but the niggas- It was trash that you enjoyed consuming. Yeah, I got through it because (laughs) I like Ghostface. Like a raccoon, (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah, I I think that Scream is, uh, is up there, and I think that it has a very special place in the zeitgeist of horror. But Agreed. with that said, we are now here to talk Scream 6. Uh, I guess we can just kind of delve right into this. Ryan, rip the band-aid yeah. off. What did you think of Scream 6? I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, I think it was a solid follow-up to the last one. I do like 5 more than this one. Interesting. Um, okay. Which I, I don't know if that will be a popular opinion, not only amongst us, but amongst the general public. Mm-hmm. Um. I I have some things that I think could have been done better, and I I will let you guys give your general thoughts before we really jump into that because you might feel similarly. But the film as a whole, I think it was a great follow up. Um, I think the characters that were holdovers from the previous one, I think all of them were better characters in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jenna Ortega, uh, Melissa Barrera. Um, and then the twins, um, I know Mason Gooding, I forget. Uh, it's like Jasmine something, yeah, like Jasmine Savoy or something. Jasmine Savoy Uh, Brown. Savoy Brown. Thank you. Um, I think all four of them are better in this movie than they were in the first one. Um, especially Melissa and Jenna. I think their relationship is better in this one. I think it's, it drives the movie. Um, but, uh, there's some glaring holes in this film um some that are obvious ones that i'm sure we will bring up but uh, as a whole i think this is in a a very well done film i think it's a great sequel to the last scream movie and i think it is a i i would probably put it as my fourth favorite of the six okay i think i'd go i think i go one five two six four three Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Heath, sir. Uh, I totally agree. It was a great follow-up to the fifth one. Uh, I Just like, but like Jasmine Brown said, this was a bigger movie, had bigger, better kills, <laughs> better budget. Mm-hmm. I prefer this one to the fifth one. In my okay. Opinion. I think it was a better film. Overall, I feel like it was a tighter uh, kind of 
plot. I was really, really into like the relationship between the, the sisters. I was really on board for it. The core four was great. Yeah. Uh, the meta commentary was like really up in front prevalent. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the crap out of it. Uh, and I also would put it fourth from the top, but different order. Right. What's your order? Go for it then. Uh, I think it's one, two, four, four, six, five, two, three. Sorry. Yeah. You confusing. Three, you put, one, three two, is always last. Yes. You one, put this two, right above the bottom? One, two, four, six, five, three. Okay. Yeah. So Damn. fourth. Same as Ryan. Uh, well, I didn't think I'd be on this side of it. I, I loved the movie. Like okay. I, it was, I, I, again, I talked about this on the press, uh, press any key. This was probably the most fun. Actually, this, this is the most fun I've had watching a movie in theaters since everything ever all at once. Damn. Wow. Wow. I was, so, have you not, have you not gone to the theater in a year? Dude, have you not seen Cocaine Bear? <laughs> I have not seen yes. Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Yet. I mean, I love. I honestly think that took a hit because of Cocaine Bear. Unfortunately, okay. I mean, you didn't be, have this much fun at Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Not even. Dude, <laughs> I didn't have fun. Like, the, to be fair, my last movies that I've seen. Let me look up my AMC history thing. You didn't enjoy Sonic Two more than this, dude. <laughs> I covered Let's that with our right friends at the Nerdiest Podcast. And when you're telling me, you're, t- I was you're telling me that this movie was more fun to watch than Top Gun Maverick in the theater? Actually, that's true. This that's- was Top Gun Maverick was heavy hitter. Not as much as this one, dude. I was gloating. Oh to be fair, the last movies that I've seen, wow. Creed 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Shin Ultraman. That was, that's my thing because I'm a weeb. Uh, Black Panther, Smile, Don't Worry Darling, Pearl, Barbarian. It's... I, what about the what about the Batman? Why didn't not as much fun? Great movies. Wow, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying this okay. movie is better than those movies. <laughs> wow. I'm strictly talking my personal enjoyment. Feeling while watching right. it was like in just joy as I was watching yeah. this movie. Uh, it was an emotional okay. thing. I'm not I'm not saying it's the best movie I've seen since every year. No, I get sure. it. Yeah. Uh, this is strictly experience, and like it doesn't yeah, help yeah. that again, like the last few movies that I saw, I, I don't know why. Uh, Avatar 2 wasn't on my history thing there. Couldn't stand that experience. Like, I've had bad experiences going to the movies recently. Did you not? You didn't like Avatar 2? No, didn't like it at all. Oh, we'll have to talk about that some other time. That's a great episode. Yeah, it's a great topic for another episode. Nothing mm-hmm. like getting a headache. So did you know they shot in 48 frames a second? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in the same scene. But so, <laughs> uh, no, I, this was one of the smartest slashers I've ever seen in my life where it was, it was still meta. It was still tongue in cheek. It saw commentary, but it was a lot more of showing instead of telling where you had the obligatory. This is the rules scene. But then it's a great scene. Every single time I thought I was getting ahead of the movie, it was like, no, you're not. And except we'll get to the reveal. I Mm -hmm. drained that from the I'm trying to find the exact there was an exact scene. The scene that the the therapist is killed. I'm like, I know the killer is this sucks. You knew it oh, right away immediately because of the pacing. I, I had suspension. I didn't. Did you know all of them. Did you know the full intent of the killers? No. no. Okay. I you didn't just know knew the one person that was involved. And okay. then the part where they. I mean, screw it. Let's just. This is heavy spoilers. I knew it was dirty cop because. Me too. Yeah. That scene where the the therapist is killed follow is follow or follows the very scene where the Melissa what's her face's character. Sam, and, uh, Sam, uh, yeah, Sam, Sam, and uh, what's his, what's his sister, what's, what's her name's name? It's, uh, oh, Tara. Tara and Sam are being interrogated, and she goes like, I was at a, my therapist, 
you know, you can call and check out. Mm. That is the only character who Great now catch. knows. They, and it's to me, that was blaring where you can't yeah. have that. Cause then it's the motive of why is this, why is the therapist being killed by right. know, Ghostface? Interesting, interesting point. For me, it was right before that when he was like, it's weird, huh? Like I got attached to your case, whatever my sister's your, or mm -hmm. my daughter's your roommate. For me, I was like, that is suspicious. Well, to me, weird. that like, does the perfect job of, and this is the, the back and forth of with specifically Scream because it is so tongue in cheek. It's like, right. this person seems like the killer, but this movie is reading my mind as the audience. So it's it rock, paper, be, scissors. Because it's too right? out. Exactly. Because it's like yeah. the second you think you figured out because the cliches, right. they're like, we know the cliches too. Right, exactly. We know the cliches, but this movie knows we know Exactly. Cliches. So then mm -hmm. it becomes like, so are we back to zero again? Where because we're expecting it to no longer, it can really screw your brain up. Yeah. Uh, but then the part where, and this was like unforgivable, <laughs> after his daughter, the cop's daughter is killed, air quotes, in the movie, and he's coming out all sad, he goes, he has the really weird delivery of, if you mess with my family, you die. And I'm like, is no one good? Is everyone just going to sidestep that? You can't have a random it's line a like that. father, man. And you can't yeah. have the random, my brother died. And like, you can't introduce that early on in the movie and then never address it because that's, right. it's Chekhov's gun. It's, you can't introduce the randomly mysterious killed brother. I didn't piece together that it was Richie. I had a different theory who I wanted the killer to be. I wanted it to be Stu Mocker from Scream 1. Oh, see, that has been my, like, my golden goose of the franchise of, like, please bring Matthew Lillard back. Absolutely. Into these movies. Yeah, He's absolutely. down to do it. We all want it. And in this movie is the closest confirmation we have gotten to They're him potentially our balls, still man. being alive. I, <laughs> I was like, they do not. They're not going to bring this up in a movie when they know fans are so starving for it. They're guaranteeing that's their green light button, it. buddy. It's they gonna know. Right, right. Yeah. They got they got Hayden back for this one. Matthew Lillard's coming back for Scream 7. I'm I calling my shot right Well, now. dude, I, I was it. so convinced because it fit the theme of this movie with the whole like legacy stuff. And when I was expecting, was like, oh, that's gonna be the brother who died, air quote, is gonna be Stu. And he might be the character's ages might be a little off or whatever, but like I thought it could have totally worked. Uh, and then they also they kind of melt it at the end with the reveal. Of, so we get the reveal of, ha-ha, I'm a cop and I'm the killer. And then, ha, mm -hmm. I'm... Dude, That if that didn't tickle you as an audience member where it is Homeboy who, what's her name, was suspicious of the entire movie. Ethan, right, yeah. That yeah. Call that is shit. like, dude, how <laughs> joyful is this movie? But then they melt like, but then who are you? I'm like, you can't slow roll that reveal and it yeah. not be Stu. It needed to be Stu at that point where it was yeah. like him puppeteering these morons into... Completing, but that did, and then the whole like all the ghost, uh, ghost face memorabilia. I'm like, dirty cop, of course, got all the evidence. Like, it right. seems so obvious. Where I was hoping and waiting, I'm like, okay, because it's so glaring, it's that not he, gonna be. He needs right. to be like viciously killed, and everyone like, because I thought everyone was assuming at that point. So, right. so I, I would like to say that I personally, one of my complaints for the movie is that I didn't like the reveal of who the killers were. Mm -hmm. Um. Dirty Cop was an obvious choice, um, mm -hmm. like so much so that it's like you're watching the whole movie. Like Dermot Mulroney's going to be involved with this. Yeah, like, you don't pay him, by the way, yeah. to not in, have him yeah, be the killer. Yeah, in some capacity. <laughs> My biggest issue with the reveals of the killers is that I felt like they were two characters that we just didn't get enough time with in the film. 
to like really be like excited or shocked when it's revealed that they're the killers. Like look That's like fair. look back to past ones. Like in even in the last one, you when you find out that Jack Quaid's character has been playing Sam this entire time and that he's a part of this, you're mm-hmm. like, holy shit. Like I thought that okay. was a great and reveal. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. When you find out in the fourth one that it's that it's Sydney's cousin is the killer, like the killer, <laughs> you're like, God damn. And in the first one, like even in the first one where like Billy is like obvious, you're still shocked when it is him because it's so obvious. But in that one, they have the the special privilege of being like, holy shit, there's two of them. That, which yeah, you don't that's see a coming. big deal. You've never seen that with a Michael Myers movie or a Freddy Krueger movie. Mm-hmm. We've been programmed mm-hmm. up, you know, in, up until 1996 that, OK, Ghostface, it's a person. So having the two because yeah. then. And that's the perfect, like, it led into, like, one of the reasons I like this movie is because, or this type of movie, is because we as seasoned horror movie uh, spectators, slasher spectators, have our own little rules of, of like, Among Us type things. We're like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> this character died, we saw this character in that scene, that character in that scene, okay, so they're in the clear because they don't, they, yeah. they were almost stabbed by the one of the killers, which we know there could be more The subway than one. scene, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, like, we've that's, done our- That's meant to throw you off the track. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So like it's we've done those little checklist rules. And so I needed more of that for Dirty Cop because in the scene where they try to like trace the call, which is that's there's layers of comedy and stuff there. But trying to trace the call and it's like (laughs) just goes face on the phone. I'm like, this could be a voicemail or like a a pre-programmed thing where I needed him to actually die Uh, or flip it where he ends up being killed. And it's the same kind of reveal at the end. But. Yeah. He dies earlier in the movie and then he comes back to be real. But yeah, I think I adored this movie, but yeah, it was a very bad reveal. I did not yeah, like the I, last 30 minutes of the movie. I just didn't care about his kids because yeah. the daughter, <laughs> I forget her name. Like, it's yeah. like maybe Sophie the or sleuth. something. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. The well, sex positive. Heath. <laughs> sex yeah. positive. You're correct. Sorry. sorry. Um, she dies in quotations and it's like, oh, it's like the standard, like, oh, they kill a character off early because yeah. they're just fodder. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then she comes back. I was like, oh, all right. That's cool. Yeah. And then the Ethan guy, he's the least prevalent side character in the entire film until it's revealed that he's the killer. Um, and I was like, oh, well, they should have done more with him then. Like, because mm-hmm. I think it was like, uh, you know, you're the number one suspect. You're the number one suspect. You're the number one suspect. Turns out he's the killer. It's like, oh, well, I'm not I'm not surprised anymore then. Like, I feel like maybe they overplayed their hand a little bit. Sure. With that one. We're like, we're going to tell everybody who the killers are, but they're going to think that because we're telling them that it's not them. And then when we reveal that it is them, they'll be surprised. Which is full circle because at the very beginning of the film, it reveals who the killer is. And you're like, oh, we know who it is. Dude, the whole movie. Oh, yeah. I got yeah, so I th- I hyped figured we were going to get to that. Scene. Yeah, yeah. I figured we were going to touch yeah, on Let's this. rewind and start at the beginning, dude. Samara Weaving, who has... Beautiful. She's, Beautiful job I by her. I cherish her and all of her movie choices. Like, she picks fun movies to be yeah. in, dude. Ready or not, fantastic. Which there's countless. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's the re- same directors and stuff like writers mm-hmm. for this. And if you haven't, if you haven't seen Babysitter on Netflix, love that's it. fantastic. As a sequel's good. Sequel's pretty solid too. But Jenna she's not Ortega's in it. Jen, uh, she's in part two. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, yeah. She is. Small, it, it, full circle, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. Heath, I think you would like the first Babysitter because it has a real. Oh, yeah. uh, 
Edgar for me I felt like Edgar Wrighty type vibe to it. I would agree. Uh second one is a, a fun follow up for if you're a fan of the if you're a fan of the first one. Yeah, if you like the first one, you'll enjoy the second. Yeah, but so they I'll couldn't afford some of her weaving for more than a day. Clearly, yeah, they got her. <laughs> they got her one day of filming. Uh, but I love. I, I didn't realize. Did you know that she is Hugo Weaving's niece? I did. I didn't know initially when I already knew of her. Mm-hmm. And then when it like I remember you guys remember when that like nepotism article came out like yeah, a long yeah. time, a couple of months ago. I was like yep. Samara Weaving. Who is she? And then I saw. I was like, wow, I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't wow. think about it either. Okay. Um, yeah, she's she's his niece, right? Yes, I think it is. I, yeah. I, for years, I thought it was, he was her dad, and I just accepted it. And no, it's mm-hmm. it is Hugo Weaving's niece. Uh, mm-hmm. But she, I mean, she is one of those people of you forget the nepotism part because she's, she's actually a really so good actress, talented. Right. stellar, right? Yeah. So you don't care. She's so charismatic, and I just again, I love her role choices where she, she picks fun roles and fun movies to be. She in. does. Uh, but yeah, I lo- I, I've been a huge I've been a huge fan ever since I saw Ready or Not. Oh, dude, that's and well, they Ready or Not is more or less what got them the screen gig. And they also, mm-hmm. if you want to have your mind twisted a bit, we get a, a Ready or Not like Halloween costume later in Scream Six. One yeah, it's the, true. There, that subway scene is chopped full. Every yeah, single is. costume is an Easter egg. Uh, mm-hmm. But back into the beginning, though, what I like about Scream is that it, it kind of has the uh, the the bring it on formula. Where there's the there's the there's the there's the, the bit in the what's the beginning bit in because hated Pantier is in this is that why you bring this up? <laughs> <laughs> but with this one, I it played with it played with the formula so well. Where after you get the cool this the kill the the kill of Smart Weaving dying, when the camera holds on Ghostface for like a second longer, I'm like. They're yeah. gonna do. They're doing something here, and then mm-hmm. it's Flash Thompson for freaking Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, Tony Ravioli. Yeah, I'm like, it's, um, whoa! It's such a cool reveal that you don't expect. Like, because like the it was it was good because the Scream Five subverted your expectations in the opening kill because the target survives exactly, and mm-hmm. then in this one they do it again, but in a different way where the opening kill isn't. <laughs> the first person that gets killed it's the freaking it's, ghost face that should have been the ghost face of this movie i'm not gonna lie i think i would have loved if they did the whole movie knowing who ghost face was i thought about that would that. be difficult to do I very, very hard but very very interesting story i think and this is definitely a conversation we can have towards the end like the future of this franchise mm. i it's my favorite kind of problem where i'm like where do they go from here Right. Yeah. Well, like, we had this discussion uh, last time. Yeah. About the Creed. Same thing. Very true. This, very true. What do like, we do? And then, and then, uh, then they announced, "Well, yeah, we're doing like yeah, forty Creed like projects." Like the next day, yeah. Ryan texts me like this article talking about the Amazon <laughs> ordered a series, and I'm yeah, like, I was "Oh, like, oh, god damn it!" There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that that opening scene, dude, was just perfect tension, dude. Yeah. Littered with cameo or uh, Easter egg stuff. <clears throat> the one of my favorite ones is the movie that is being played at the apartment is Jason takes Manhattan, which mm-hmm. has just tickled me. And then you see posters for like last podcast on the left. You see yeah, saw that, just yeah. countless, it's just littered, but whoever did the, the set dressing for this probably pro- movie hats off to you. You had fun. Uh, and the costume department too. Cause like they had fun with this, but yeah, I think that, yeah, that opening scene set a great tone and just a visceral ghost face where I feel like with the kill that stood out to me in five was homeboy. I'm sure you know the name of him, Ryan. Homeboy from Dill 13 Manette. Reasons Why. <laughs> yeah. Is that him? Dominant. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I'm so happy you nailed that. The slow, <laughs> yeah. multiple, like the slow stab to the neck is that got me so much. Yeah. It just, uh, 
Because you don't think he's going to die in that scene. Yeah. Right. Just, the fact that like stopping a blade that's also making your death worse is just so bitterly <laughs> like poetic. Mm -hmm. It's That's the death that stood out to me. Yeah. This movie, and it's also gory because you see a blade, a CG blade slowly pierce a guy's neck. This movie is like, let's use that tone as the low benchmark for the kills because this movie had the most horrendous kills in the Scream franchise. That is not known They're for tough, having... Yeah brutal kills. We get a lot of stabs. Ah, beheadings. Yeah. <laughs> that got, that was such a pop. That, that, it, it might only screwed up the tempo of the, of the urgency, but I'm like, it's yeah. worth it for that joke. Dude, Mason Gooding was great in this one. He uh, was he a was joy, so dude. Yeah, he was so fun in this one. Uh, they all were. I said it earlier. They all, the, the four of them that came, that survived the first one and into this one, they were all so good in it. Like, I'm glad they, just they their performances were fantastic. Uh, well, we'll t we'll get to that. <laughs> um, yeah. Hats off to homeboy. What's his, what's his name? The one of the twin, the twin, the love interest in this one. The other twin. Yeah, Mason Gooding. Mason Gooding. Yeah. I'm terrible with names. So you're my name guy, Ryan. Yeah. Good I'm on him help. for clearly getting <laughs> jacked before this movie because he knew yeah. he was gonna have a shirtless. Scene. Jeez, yeah. He knew he was gonna be much more prominent in this one. Yeah. Um, I hope. Like, oh shit. I hope okay. that becomes a reoccurring bit with him where he gets like kung pao'd. <laughs> Where he is like viscerally mangled, Dude. and then it ends with him getting wheeled into the EMT at the end with a little oxygen thing. Like I'm good, guys. But they're like, oh they chopped God. him in half. How is he alive? He's like, I'm good. Can we um? Can, can, since you brought, can we talk about this now? Please. Can we? Yeah. Can we say that? Um, I know I, I might be coming across as like the like the Debbie Downer of sorts for this episode, even though I did really like the movie. But here's another issue that I think I had with it. Um. This film essentially heavily promoted it using six of the characters. It's those four that crossed over Courtney Cox and Hayden Pantier. Sure. Right. You can't have all six of them make it out of the movie. I think it is a very, I think that was, there's a whole day of back and forth on, do we kill Courtney Cox? I think that's the yeah. obvious kill. I, I think that's that why they didn't. I think it would have been fun if she was the opening kill. We don't know that for a fact, though. We're, it's highly inferred that she is alive, right? She lives. No, they say it. They say If it. she dies, they they're, they're they going to do it yeah. on screen. They owe her that respect to give her yeah, like no, a... They, they said that she was good at the end of the movie. All right. I'll save that for uh, our predictions. <laughs> but I, okay. I, the only reason I feel like she lived is because it was, seemed so obvious for us that she was going to die. So we walked well, you know, into right. that scene well, expecting her to die. There, there's, a, there's another reason as well. And I... I we it's still the, haven't we haven't the, gotten to the elephant in the room yet. We haven't gotten there yet. It's I, the Campbell sure we'll elephant there. in the room. We'll definitely yeah, get there. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll get there. But I just think that I mean, in the last one, so many of like the prominent characters in the film get axed. Like so many. You know, Jack Quaid dies, Dylan Minnette dies, obviously uh David Arquette dies, mm -hmm. Marley Shelton dies, mm -hmm. like these are all <laughs> no very one, no prominent. No one cried on that for her death. <laughs> oh, but like that was a sad it death was a because sad if, you've seen, scene, if you've seen the fourth one, she's like a really good character in the fourth one. Minorly a home wrecker, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not her fault. Like it's not like it's not like Gail's a saint. Very fair. Yeah, like uh, that Gail gets punched in the face again in this one. Dude, too, I got so, so hype on that one. I get, it was the double bullet where I'm like, oh my gosh, she bobbed the freaking, she weaved yeah. the freaking punch, and then Jenna Ortega comes in to freaking clean her clock. I'm like, yeah, this is great. It was perfect. So do you do you guys disagree with my point here? Of like, they probably, I think they should have killed one of the 
more prominent characters. I really think that because if you go through the roster outside of the opening kill, I don't count those typically because those aren't really characters in the movie. They're like they're like their own. It's like an own little like short film at this point. Yeah, it's the like opening it's kills. A, you pay the big star a day. You pay Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. to show up on set for a couple right. days. And that's it's yeah, part of they, the fun yeah. of Scream. Exactly. So if you take that aside, the non killers that died in this movie, it was the um, it was the all new characters. An- almost. An- Annika girl who was like dating Jasmine Savoy. I Brown think they character. said there was like 15, like the body count was like 15 in this movie. Dang, I where, can't count 15. Where are the 15? I think they're counting like the people that die in the, the so if the you take store if, if you, oh yeah okay so those don't count because like <laughs> that's one those kill. aren't <laughs> the but they're, they're not they're not characters that you're like like you're getting to know throughout the film though that's my point like the so you take Samara Weaving and the two you know nerdy roommate guys out of the beginning okay you take the three killers the family members out. Okay, that removes six of them. You take out the convenience people, that's probably most of them. I named one character who's like a titled character in this movie, and I am struggling to come up with another so one. So the the characters, or the, the named characters who are killed, Laura, who's the first kill, that's, you know, if you want to count uh, that or don't count that, the Sam's therapist. Uh, oh, I forgot about him, yeah. Annika, Mindy's girlfriend, which that, you know, get, yeah. sent her flowers because that girl got jacked up in Yeah, she did. That, that was her the most brutal kill in the movie. falling out of her stomach, which is already brutal. And then uh, they did the... Dude, they, falling to her death is not so enough. I was laughing so hard. That's what I'm I I'm not going to lie. I was laughing so hard. I was so, like, it sounds dark. I was so, like, joyful in the theater where I'm like, dude, this when movie is going like, bucking hard. the ladder. It was, yeah. <laughs> It's how is that not bringing joy to your heart? We're like, dude, this is a different <laughs> horror movie where he's like just shaking the thing, and then her fall is so messed up and mean spirited. It is. Uh, she died. Uh, who else? Then, then uh, you know, Eth- Ghostface, the three Ghostface die, and J- and then the open the two opening kills too if you want to so count. so the two so fake the, Jasons, so it's or, a uh, therapist who's in two scenes and one of the like group per se i think yes i i think it is a decision it was a hard decision for them to make where they're like do we do we have to kill off some of the core four now but i think that's what added to the stakes of the movie and added to the tension because you're like okay what's her name is gonna die on this subway and for mm-hmm. me, I was getting mad because I saw the trailer, which I was trying to avoid, where mm. Ghostface stabs her in the trailer. I'm like, are you freaking but you kidding don't, me? But you don't know in that scene that she's on a separate train from yes. everybody That's else. That's true. That's true. So, which I liked. Agreed. So I think that we, because we're expecting one of them to die, that's what ended up surprising us in it. Where we still got the stab, and we I accepted that she was gonna die in that scene. I accepted she was dead until like she came in or whoever announced it later that she was okay. I accepted that her brother was dead when he got freaked. Yeah, no, he for <laughs> sure prison shanked. Like, yeah, I don't know how he survived. I don't understand. I'm like Jesus, this dude is dead. Uh, I, just, I accepted when, that when so they're got outside that emotional feeling like, of it's like, like Tara, what's wrong? Tara, what's wrong? It's like, I'm so sad about what I don't remember his character's name. And they're like, oh, we got another live one here. I was like, they're not going to do this again. I was like, really? Because they did that. They did that with the twins in the last one. uh, Same thing. Both of those. No, both of them. Like, you think both of them are dead. Yeah. You think both of them are dead and you see them both 
like just they give each other a thumbs up like holy shit they both survived you, they did the same thing you again gotta this think time long term though now think about the stakes <laughs> in scream seven now when we, he dies when he gets beheaded next and then next. you're like okay. hold on is he gonna come back as like a cyborg his brain in the in a jar in the next movie? okay but but look at look at scream one look at the first scream as an example okay you know all the characters you have you have sydney dewey gail Stu, billy randy um, I forget Rose McGowan's character's name, like maybe like Tatum or something I don't, like Nipples that. Nipples McGee, I don't um, remember. No, jeez. Uh, Henry Winkler is the president, or not the Shout president. Shout out the, to his the, Easter the egg principal. in this movie, too. I love um, that they included that. They did. Um, but you have all those characters. So most of them die in the first one, obviously. And then the second one, uh, you have uh, you have uh, Sydney comes back, Gail comes back. Uh, Dewey comes back. Randy comes back. Randy dies, and uh, Randy dies in the second one. Yes. So it's like okay, so they're still like killing off uh, some of them. Then the third one's a train wreck. We just forget that one. <laughs> yeah, we can ignore that um, one. The fourth one is a reestablishment of the franchise that did not go well, which is why they didn't make sequels to that one. Um, and then in the fifth one, they bring back like the legacy characters, which they do mock in this one as well. The legacy right. character trope, like start They're like a safe. Star Wars thing and they kill Dewey off. I just think that the trend is there for them to kill off important characters in the movies. And I just think they shied away from it on this one. And I think the reason they did it is something that you kind of touched on was that they know it's a franchise now. They know they need to sell it like they need to prep you for future films if we have good actors locked into contracts, let's just keep them around and bring them back for the next one. So I do disagree with you. I okay. think it's in the nature of Scream to be unpredictable and for you to That's never fair. know where it's going to go. That's why I wouldn't. And I thought for a second, you know, Heath, that I'm like, are we going to know go who Ghostface is this entire movie? I think the, the form or the like, the format of Scream lends itself to experimentation with these kinds of uh, with, with storytelling. So. I was expecting, and I, I, it was going to go one of two ways. I was expecting them to kill Jenna Ortega, where I'm like, I just think she's too big for the movie now. Me too. And mm. she's like, this is going to stop her from making Beetlejuice 2. So like, I right, thought they right. were just going to get rid of her, give her a heroic death in this movie. Uh, so keeping her around was great. I think Push him over the edge to become a killer. I'm happy that neither of them were like the killer in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but again, I was expect when we expect them, they're like, okay, here's the pattern. They're going to kill... Courtney Cox. They're going to kill uh, at least one of the uh, named characters from the previous movie. Them mm. not doing that, I feel like is what made this is going to making this movie special. And made for me, that's what I enjoyed the experience of is I'm like, okay, you're messing up my brain because this is a, you know, to quote Randy, like there's a simple formula to these movies <laughs> yeah. and you're breaking every single freaking one of them. Uh, mm -hmm. But I mean, it just, it comes down to how you interpret it. So if you know, you wanted that to happen, then yeah, I can see how this is going to be less of a, a fun ride for you. I, I think I think it hurts this movie, in my opinion, just okay. my opinion. I think mm -hmm. it hurts this one, but at the same time, for the next one, it's going to help the next one having these characters come back. Sure, so, that's fair. I, I, I get it. I get why they did it. I think you could have gotten away with like killing, even if it was just Gale in this one. Yeah, you well, could have gotten away with it. And speaking done the of next Gale, one. I think I. This is a hot take, and I feel like. The scream, the scream fans will hear me out. Horror fans are probably going to have pitchforks. I think this franchise has moved past its quote like foundational characters. It's moved past Sydney. It's moved past Gale. It's moved past Woodsboro. Evidently, 
And yeah. it's not like it's that kind of series for me where it's like, we got to go back to Elm Street. You don't have to. <laughs> Ghostface can be We got to go back to that street where all we gotta those go people back died. To Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> Shouldn't we like yeah. scorch that earth at this point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like we have, it's not, that's not what makes Scream scream to me. It's the brilliant, brilliant writing and Ghostface have the, as long as you have a phone and like, mm-hmm. A closet that you can hide Ghostface can be anywhere. He can be anywhere. So I feel like that's the nature of this. It's like a nomad type of uh, storytelling. I I did not really like Gail in this movie. I feel like they did weird things with her character where they start her out as the, like, you know, conniving, manipulative. And I'm like, commit to that. Yeah. Don't try to redeem her. Right. I don't know why they did that again with her, like, writing the books and stuff. Why it's introduce like, you, you her feel, like that in this thing? Yeah, you feel like you're going backwards with the character because she's already been through, like, oh, Gail, you suck. You you turned my life story into, like, public consumption. It's destroying me from the inside. Like, why did you do this? And then she learns her lesson, and, but then we just did it again. So. Yeah. Mm, what do you I think? You had to miss the point. Okay. Go, yeah, please enlighten me, yeah. sir. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Scream 7. Oh, okay. Courtney Cox is in the hospital. I swear, if she's you make being Courtney targeted Cox the by Scre- She absolutely is. Oh, shit. Oh, she, she absolutely is. Boo. She has a vendetta against Sam for being the, the daughter of a killer that hurt her and her friends. She defamed Sam. She showed them to where the lair was. All these things are adding up. It's Courtney Cox. She is the killer for, for the next screen. <sighs> Whenever you, I'm, I'm right, do, I'll see you guys you, next episode. Do, do you think it's be <laughs> Heath heard this line in the movie where the guy's like, "You heard you couldn't even sell the you, movie you rights." Were, you were, <laughs> oh, you were always a great candidate to be one of the killers. <laughs> he's read the Reddit posts. <laughs> he knows. He's just like he's just like, hmm, interesting. Okay. Legacy characters aren't safe. He took man. he took his notepad out of his back. Why is she still there? The movie wrote it down. Why is she still there? She. I'll, I. What felt like to me, and I, I appreciate and I respect what, you know, Courtney Cox has d- contributed to building this franchise to what it is. It felt like the kid who graduated high school, but still hung still out. hanging around. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, they do moved on. Like, we, he got a heroic death. Sydney, we'll talk about that, you know, a little later, was not in the movie. So just having Gail felt weird to me. And I don't like that they introduced her as the, oh, she's so douchey and unreliable, but they're like, but we're giving her an arc to redeem herself. Just bring her in as a, like a heart, a warm, uh, knowledgeable, wise character. Why do that? It felt weird because then I'm not on her side. It's Mm -hmm. like, it just, it felt weird to introduce her that way. And I, I liked the scene kind of could not stand the physical uh, like aspect of Courtney Cox where it's like the physical part of it. Where she is an oh, okay. an older woman, but she's you know very <laughs> okay. even if she's very fit, she's like throwing. Which in hind, as I'm saying this, it can make a tiny bit of sense. Where it that ghost face was the 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 daughter. I guess that can kind of make sense a little bit. Specifically, it's the scene to me where like it's the whole like stop the knife from going into you, and it's like she's yeah, yeah. fighting back. Where you have to be so much stronger than the person doing that because they have gravity on their side. Okay, yeah. uh, that's I need to. But... I need to actually. Uh, I need to simmer <laughs> on that because thinking of that scene as the because in my head it's like it's the dad like on almost every scene. So it, in hindsight, I need to actually reanalyze that. But that being said, how you, funny is the please hold that dude? That was so gangster oh, yeah. where yeah, she freaking called really him back and then just lit up the freaking doorway. <laughs> yeah, I like that, that. Was really cool. 
And it would have been interesting. Interesting if like she actually killed one of them doing that. That would have been pretty sick, actually. Well, dude, like the tension in that scene was perfect, where she sh- yeah. like lit up the door, and then Ghostface himself was like, "Did you hit me?" Like, am I in? He's yeah. like, "All right, I'm in the elevator Maybe right I'm now. Wounded. I'm gone." It's like, yeah. dude, this is so great. Uh, every time, that's what I think this movie had, and I'm, I, I will say with reserved reservation. I'm going to need to give this a second view before I give it a permanent ranking because I'm going solely off the first viewing experience, which I'm a little worried this movie's banking on of like, this is a watch it the one time you get it, but knowing everything kind of makes it a little less Mm. uh, because scream one and all that stuff still holds up with the knowledge and it actually kind of elevates it with the knowledge for sure. Yeah. Uh, But uh, what did you guys think of with the, with the more, I'm trying to think of like the more meta aspects of it where my person, it, it did the thing that I've been begging for in movies in general, because my biggest hate for trope is miscommunication. I think it's just lazy writing and the scene where they're like, Hey, cute, cute guy from across the hall. We don't trust you. You can't be with us. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, that was fair great. enough. I'm like, yeah. dude, they're <laughs> freaking doing it. Oh my God. Smart. Where he's like, I could be the killer. You're right. I could right. totally be the killer. Back off. Like that is so, that is what made this movie so elevated to me where it's like, this is made by very intelligent writers. What did you guys think of stuff like that? Yeah, I think, I think this movie handled stuff like that very well. Um, I think, uh, I think the, the way that they like were, like I mentioned before, they're so self-aware, like all the, not only is the movie self-aware, but the characters are self-aware. Like, some of like the things with like the older ones, like Sydney, like it feels like Sydney doesn't always learn her lesson uh, when dealing with all these different <laughs> situations. Yeah. These characters knew what was up. It's like, oh, this happened to us. So the rest of our lives, like especially uh, especially Sam, it's like no, like you you got eyes in the back of your head everywhere you go. Like this is yeah. how it's gonna be. Yeah. Um, and I think that was smart. I think it was the right move. Like that example you just gave was great. Another one, being suspicious of Ethan immediately after he yeah. wasn't there at the, house, at the apartment. Like, that's smart. Yeah, be suspicious of him. It was the right move. Don't trust that guy. They try, they, like, I wouldn't have had him, I would have had him in jail already. Like, the, just like, I yeah, wanted just, them to <laughs> crank that a tiny bit further where he was like, I was in my econ class, call. He's like, who is the professor? And then the guy calls yeah. right then. To get some clarification. Yeah. I would have loved if they would have gone a little further. But yeah, I agree, dude. It's it's that kind of thing I love. Dude, even yeah. just the beginning of like, you know what's funny is you teach a class on this crap. You walk down a dark alley by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. The opening scene, like, absolutely. Like, because you're sitting there in the theater like, why are you doing, like, stop. Stop you're going all, to the alley. For stop me, it. I'm cheering, Please though, stop. because it's like, all right, right you're right. going to, because you know it's coming. That's, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that opening conversation too about the whole because she it's talking about like Scream, but the whole right. like, like yeah, like it's a commentary on culture at the moment, like what horror movies are. And I thousand percent agree. I think it's fundamental to what Scream is is to comment on the culture of film and movies. Mm-hmm. My big my biggest takeaway from that scene, if that is that if some if someone like Samara Weaving has to be on dating apps to meet people, we got, oh we got, we're doomed. Yeah, she's yeah, a freaking like, film <laughs> professor. Are you out yeah. of your mind? How could you yeah. imagine being one of her students and not just being deathly distracted the entire time? Yeah. Oh my god. Like. Yeah. I, I she like I mean she's stunning all the time, but like that like her like her brief time in this one like they they really dolled her up big time. And For she, sure, fantastic. she's on date. 
Yeah, but I just think it's crazy that like you, like that's not the person that has to be on these apps. Yeah, that's the most yeah. unbelievable no. part of Scream yeah. Six. Is that yeah. Samara Weaving would need it. to be on freaking Tinder? Yeah. It's the first thing I said when I saw that. I was like, I'm not. I'm already. I'm not buying this even yeah. a little bit. This is Scream um, right here. Medical. Oh, it's a sci-fi so film. Funny. I see, huh? Fantasy here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something I really liked about the movie as well is the. Uh, I love the location change. I. Lo- it was such yes. a breath yeah. of fresh air to be in New York. I loved how integrated it was with with the city. It got to. It just. It was a new playground. It having a scene on the subway is brilliant. Where it's kind of the. Yeah. It's the because it's being in public too much where it's such an ocean of people where it might as well be nobody in a city where yeah. people are you know as we saw like in their own bubbles in their own worlds a person can get brutally stabbed in front of them <laughs> means nothing yeah on the subway in front of people just like no one bats an eye like you're not safe yeah. with people it's the perfect <laughs> setting where the idea is like oh if i'm in public around people yeah. i'm safe from the killer not this yeah. ghost face not in new york this is, get- this is tuesday man <laughs> it helps the, it helps having it set around Halloween as well because you right. know that like everyone in New York City like is going to be dressed up to the nines for stuff like that moving around. So you already mm-hmm. are taking the element of so many people but also making it easy for the killer to be in public basically. Mm-hmm. And talk about ruining my expectations for New York and Halloween time where every person is dressed as a franchise horror icon, not a slutty <laughs> nurse in the bunch. Everyone <laughs> is dressed as the get out characters or I'm sorry, like us and the Babadook and all of yeah. them, dude. It was, I'm not going to go over every single uh, Easter egg that happened in that scene, cool, but my favorite cool. one though, it was subtle mojo jojo had a brief uh someone's dressed like mojo jojo like walking up the really? stairs and the reason why that's funny is because the voice and i had to look this up afterwards the voice of mojo jojo is the voice of Ghostface. no way roger you mean you're, jackson you're you're referring to mojo jojo of powerpuff of, girls of powerpuff fame? girls wow <laughs> he had a, it was very brief it's a scene where it's his back they're walking up the stairs and he's walking up the stairs out of shot and his name is, I, I've got to look up. Interesting. Uh, Let's see if I can find his, that picture. His name I is. That, yeah. I also can imagine Jackson. that in real life. That must be ridiculous. Bit. Yeah. Well, dude, like they go like there's a girl dressed as Wednesday in the opening college party. Yeah. Where it's sense, like, though. dude, my brain hurts. <laughs> it is Roger Jackson for sure. But it's like, dude, like this movie is hurting my brain. Well, like the chick uh, from Get Out or no, I'm sorry, uh, from Ready or Not, someone's dressed in the the gown, the gown. In the yeah. little like uh whatever like gun thing uh is like this hurts my brain because then it's like so are they studying film like I, I forgive it 100 it's a fun thing uh, right in that same vein with the Easter eggs you know the whole shrine scene which a lot of the movie in hindsight takes place in that's where they hide mm-hmm. their budget by the way because this movie had a tiny 35 million dollars 35 million dollar wow. budget very reasonable uh. The, all these, I, I was giddy that that's something I'm very proud of with this movie specifically. They're not afraid of their ugly redheaded stepchild. They're like, hey, Scream 3 happened, everybody. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. the killer. Here's memorabilia from that movie. I love that they fully heavily acknowledge every Scream. And I thought that was a unfortunately wasted reveal because it's like they're counting down. I'm like, you're counting down to stew. You're counting down to scream one. And then in hindsight, it's like, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. It didn't count down to anything. No, it never mattered. Um, I don't think the memorabilia the collection and leaving the mask and stuff, I don't think it paid off the way that it could have. Um, if you asked me to tell you how it could have paid off, I don't think I could come up with a good answer. 
but I'm not the one that decided to make it a crucial part of the story. So, so I do have one. Okay. I think it would have been better if they were, it was, they thought they were counting down in actuality, they were counting up. I think if they would have been like, they should have like placed the mask differently or whatever. Like the first mask was the killers from uh, scream five. If they were like, right. no, no, like you thought we were counting down. Like, no, we were counting up to the latest killers, which was Richie, their dude's son. I thought they could have made that work. It would have been interesting if they did the stew thing in this one and he's one of the killers and he was saving Billy's mask for Sam. Mm -hmm. Like, like you're the second killer, like something like something like that. Like if that's the route he was going to go or something Mm -hmm. like that. I I don't know. I don't know if there's a perfect way to do it. Um, It was cool to see everything. Like when you first reveal the like the museum or whatever, like you're looking around like, holy shit. You see the Letterman jacket of Drew Barrymore's boyfriend you mentioned in the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. You see the noose from Drew Barrymore. You see like I get like sketch from Henry Winkler. I'm like, they give such a crap about this whole franchise. They really do. It's it was nice. Um, I agree. I think I just think it could have been maybe could have paid off a little better, I would say. that's fair. It knocked it down substantially, not substantially, but it knocked it down from being like a damn near perfect scream movie to me where I'm like, mm-hmm. they f- it's a whodunit and you bumbled the whodunit. So, I mean, I yeah. like the movie in spite of it, but you can't have the, you know, the, the knives out reveal not work and then it still <laughs> be a good movie. Like you gotta, or a great movie, I should say. I think Scream 6 is still a very good movie, but it bumbled that 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 reveal, mm-hmm. which is integral the whole time of the give a crap. And um, yeah. I I still again, I still I still I still love the movie, though. I'll just forgive the last bit. But I think that it will get over I, it. The thing is, I think they can the nature of scream. I think they can fix it with scream set. Whatever they do, with scream. 7, oh, yeah, definitely. They can have it be one more layer because they have the ability in the 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 medium to be like, yeah, like you might have been disappointed with who the killers were, but did you know that Stu puppeted them the whole time? Like, it's just Stu and Stu's Gil, been pull, He's been pulling the strings since the second one. That's what I would really like. Like, who do you think phoned Billy's mom? It's unfortunately, it's the Saw Seven. It's the final chapter bit having <laughs> Doctor Gordon from the very first Saw be involved, where he was the doctor who did yeah. all the surgical stuff throughout the whole Saw series. I think that. uh they, I mean, uh, they. We want Stu. So even if my my hope is that Stu is fodder in one of the movies, where he's the opening kill or something, or he's like the the reveal. It's Stu, and it's like actually he was a, a pawn again because he's just a buffoon. He never he was never a smart character. <laughs> I feel my, a little woozy, man. My be so mad. Like. <laughs> I think that oh it's again, he mentioned his parents. It's a famous parents line. I thought it made sense for the parents to be whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there anything else you guys wanted to mention? Oh, uh, we got it. No, we got to do the, we got to do the big topic now. Let's Oh, naturally. How could I forget we have to go yeah, ahead, Ryan, we go have ahead to. and introduce it. Uh, I think the biggest fault in this movie is that uh, Sydney slash Nev Campbell's absence is supremely felt in the film. I truly believe that I I don't know how she comes into play in this story, but it felt off having this movie without her, especially since we were already going to be without Dewey, obviously, for this one, mm-hmm. uh, unless he miraculously survives too. like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I just think that 
she's so synonymous with the franchise. Like if your plan is to fully move away from those legacy characters and retell Scream with this new cast, I'm all for it. But if you're gonna give me some of the legacy characters, you have to give me the most important one. I do agree that if you're gonna have one of them and needed to be Sydney, I just Gail's not the character to be here yeah. solo. Uh, although there it, there would be a bit of like poetic, like like darkness to it, where she's the scummy character and the one who's who one who lives, where she feels mm-hmm. bad about it, where she's like the good heart, you know, Dewey, good hearted guy died. The survivor of Sydney dies, and she, well, she's like, why am I here? Like, there's something there. Mm-hmm. I, again, what I mentioned from the top, I think this franchise has moved past them in a, in a positive way where it's like they had done so much legwork to get this franchise where it's at and now it can breathe on its own. I feel like the inclusion of Sydney in this movie, obviously I can't speak to what the draft is with Sydney involved with this movie. It would have been distracting where it's fair. I like Sam and, uh, and Jenna Ortega, Tara. Tara. I'm yeah. never going to remember her freaking name. I like <laughs> Sam and Tara a lot. In fact, where it's like, yeah. I want them on screen. And I feel like having Sydney there would have been, would have taken away just the screen too time much. So, yeah. and I, I just, I feel, I, I think at this point we need to either give her her happily ever after, which I'm very open to. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. you got to kill her. I, do you? <laughs> it's scream. No, you don't. It's you scream. Don't give her her happily ever after. Let somebody survive through all of this. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think I do agree though that if one of if it's going to be one core legacy character, it should have been Sydney. Sydney. But I mean, that's the unfortunately uh, yeah. the the drama off screen is what happened to that. Where yeah. she apparently was invited, and they had I imagine they had drafts of her in the script. Uh, yeah, they there did. was just a the money problem. She didn't agree with the what they were compensating her for her role. And good on her for standing by. Yeah, her. rightfully She's so. Like, okay. Rightfully so by her. Then I'm gonna yeah. take my ball and go home. Yeah. So I mean, she literally like was like that Allen Iverson quote. I'm the franchise player. Like, yeah, that's fair. I am the main protagonist of this franchise. If you want to move away from my story here, fine. But I'm not gonna come in and just do this for. I mean, it, we act like whatever they were offering was like chump change. It's not. <laughs> but for the anal- for the analogy, like. I'm yeah. not going to work below my rate, basically. Uh-huh. And I, good for her. I fully support her. I, I'm very curious what that draft is, though. What I is think, that draft with her? From what I heard, and this is like IMDb type trivia, they said that her absence did affect the scripts like heavily. So maybe mm-hmm. that's where our stew came in, you know, our stew reveal, where it's like, you got to have Sydney there with stew. Like, we're yeah, not gonna, it would have yeah. oh, sucked if he got revealed it and Sydney wasn't been in bonkers. there. So maybe that maybe that happened, but yeah. And this is going to be this is controversial, and I'm not. This is no disrespect to Nev Campbell. I think Scream is bigger than her. I think that her like she should not. Not I'm not saying she should be grateful for the work, but it's like I don't see her as a draw in other films. Like what other film has she been leading in the last 10, 15 years? You mean for Nev? Yes. I mean, she works. But she does like, work. I, I agree. Yeah, but she's not like but, a leading lady today. No, this is her most prominent role. So 
and that's where I'm kind of being, I'm being gentle about it because I want to be hundred percent respectful to, to her and her, her belief that she didn't, she wasn't fairly compensated. Mm. But when you think nightmare on Elm street, I think of like Nancy from that. Right. I think we can all agree. She's like, that's the height of her career was Nancy and Nightmare mm. on Elm street. That's why she's like always down to clown. I would argue Courtney Cox is bigger than scream where I would agree. She's like, she has other projects, but I view it as for the spectator. I view it as Nev Campbell can kind of like, she can use scream. And so her statement of her being like, I am scream. Scream is there for you is the way I'm, I'm kind of seeing it. And I, I understand that, that comes off kind of douchey. I'm, I cannot <laughs> emphasize how much I'm not trying to make Damn. it sound like that. Okay. I'm trying to make it sound like, like you should be a little more respectful to the franchise in your, in her phrasing of that announcement or her mm. argument. I can't, her argument is her hundred percent, her argument, but the phrasing of it where she's like, I am this franchise. I got you. Just be blunt. I didn't feel fairly compensated. Yeah, where it's like, uh, yeah, be honest Ghostface is the franchise. It's it can it's exist true. perfectly Go, without Ghostface is the most important part of the franchise. That is, yeah, Freddie is the franchise. Like it's you can't yeah. own that. You can't have a Ghostfaceless scream, as we have seen. You can have a Sydneyless <laughs> scream movie. Oh, and it's not like, uh, like I'm sure we're like getting close, to, like the wrap up here. So this might be a good spot to bring this up. It's not like her absence affected the popularity or success of the film. It's been doing quite well. Like I said, $35 million budget. And as of right now, it has a box office of uh, box office of 67 million. So opening weekend. Is that worldwide or just domestic? I need to check. I'm going to guess that's actually, I might guess that's domestic, but let me make sure. Well, Uh, release. That'd be tough. It's only been, it's only been four days. Well, let me look up the exact because it had a it had like a five million dollar Thursday opening, which is it had a great Thursday. Yes. Yeah. So Scream Six, uh, box office. So because I know I'm looking at like box office mojo right now for it, mm-hmm. and it says for Scream Six, domestic is 44. So that's worldwide is 67. Still great. Yeah. Still great to Dude, start. 35 million dollar budget opening weekend mm-hmm. already cleared it. It is. It's for sure probably. In, Good. It's got an outside shot at like outside shot, maybe at 200 mil domestic. Maybe I'm going to guess that by the end of its run, it will. I think 200 is ambitious. I'm going to, it yeah. will clear a hundred for sure. I'm trying to guess if it yeah. taps one. Oh, definitely a hundred. Yeah. yeah. Because one fifty is like the, I feel like one fifty is like the, the good over underline. That's a good meat safe medium. It. I think the, pop, I mean, it's well received, very right? positive like overall? Of mouth. What's up? Yeah. Overall, it is very well received, it's, right? It's fresh yes. for sure. I'll look it up uh, too as we're doing this. But AJ the, goes on there. It's got like a twenty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the like, oh, movie shit. sucks. The positive yeah, word of like, mouth oh. is going to be very good. Uh, yeah, word of mouth is going to seventy-six be on Rotten Tomatoes and sixty-two on Metacritic. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's pretty uh, good. In the Rotten Tomatoes, let me look at the audi- audience score of ninety-two. So if audiences yeah. love the movie. Not bad for an early March horror movie. Exactly no. right. Early yeah. uh, dead season. Be damned. It's like we know they dominated. I think they came out like January or February. When did it was January five? Of last year. Yeah, they're trying to yeah. bury that movie. And they're like, like <laughs> hell, you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they dominated, and now the the seven's already getting ready to shoot soon. I forgot who it's coming said out next it. year. They were like the whoever was in charge was like get started right now and uh mm-hmm. the, i forgot the writer the writers slash directors because it's a it's a team of dudes it's the two dudes yeah and uh someone richardson he's been the, like the exact like the producer 
throughout the entirety. He's the uh, the overarching guy who's been working with them. Um, it was directed by Matt Bet- Bettelini Olpin and Tyler Gillett. They're uh, yeah, I imagine they're gonna they're they're like already. I'm, it's already penned, I'm sure. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. season seven, certainly. Uh, but yeah, so I mean that's. I want to say we tapped on all the elements of it. I loved the setting. I loved the the tongue-in-cheek nature of this movie. I thought that the performances were great. I'm so happy that Jenna Ortega is sticking around, what it seems like. Uh, okay, only thing that I didn't care for. Uh, there are not only thing. One thing I didn't care for. I loved the the final scene about uh, with with Sam putting on the ghost face stuff and then just freaking mm-hmm. fatalitying that dude. Dude, stabbed the yeah. crap Where, out of like, him. Like him wearing the Kevlar was a detriment to him. Or she just freaking yeah, it didn't even help just, him. Just like a thousand cuts to like his arms and crap. I the nod. I thought the nod would have been way funnier. Where she's like, "I'm gonna let you live," and he's like, "Oh, thank you." And she looks at Jenna Ortega and she kind of gives her the. Mm. I thought it would have been funnier if she's like, okay, and then kills him. And then Jenna Ortega's like, you misread that nod. Yeah. <laughs> that, was that was not, not of yeah. congratulations yeah. nod. Not a, that was yeah. a good not on a you for being the nod. bigger person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that they're both doing the whole like killer thing or like they're both down for that. I think the dynamic works you better if my family. Jenna Ortega mm-hmm. doesn't. I don't like. Okay, I forgive it, but it's not like serial killer is hereditary. <laughs> that's so. Like it is interesting that that's the route that they're kind of going with this. Like, oh, yeah. well, she's Billy's daughter, so clearly, you know, well, she's deranged. Is in her. That doesn't she's mean schizophrenic. anything. She has like a literal mental disease. Is what they're implying? Yeah, schizophrenia, where she sees yeah. her schizophrenic. De- which good. I'm so happy that dude's still putting food on the table. Shouts to you, Skeet him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, greasy hair and all 30 years later <laughs> still greasy hair baby it's the style at the time it's a style today uh yeah i mean i i love i love the setting performances i love the the they upped the freaking the gore factor with this where ev- virtually yeah. every kill was some kind of brutal uh mm-hmm. but that leads to the final thing here is like it's my favorite kind of problem where i go how do they top this next where they Scream seven, uh, Scream six, no five. Scream sorry, Scream five was like just going back to like back bare to bones, bro. good, making mm-hmm. what what works with a you know a hint of improvement. They force awakens it. Yeah, yeah. This one is like okay, so now <laughs> let's have some fun. We went bigger. What do you guys think is going to happen with Scream seven? Mm, uh, is this prediction time? Even, even, yeah, like, even just loose bur- like brush strokes. How do you even? Okay. Um, what What do you? How do you tackle the next installment? I'll throw the first prediction out there. Um, first prediction: they figure it out. Nev comes back for the next one. Naturally, they're gonna fat. Yeah. They're gonna spend yeah. a big amount of She's budget on back. her. She's coming back. Um, my other prediction: Gale is the opening kill of the next one. Dude, you know how heartbreaking that's going to be when it goes like I whatever. Pre- the I thought it was going to happen to this one. And you see Nev in her apartment r- phone ring, and I'm like, "Oh, that's the kiss of death." <laughs> Your face <laughs> in the first ten minutes of a screen movie yeah, is the kiss do, of death. You that's do fair. not want to be. You don't want to be in the opening scene of these movies. <laughs> you just don't want to do it. If you if your character shows up before the title card pops yeah. up, you are dead. <laughs> You're not going to make it. I agree, um, but. Yeah, I think uh, I think those are. If I had to predict two things that happen in the next movie, it would be that Nev comes back, but Gale dies in the opening kill, and that's why Nev comes back. 
That's the that's the great that ooh, that's what brings them back to Woodsboro is the freaking mm-hmm. Gale's funeral. Oh man, that's do you do you think they go do you think they go back to Woodsboro? I'm fine if we never go back to Woodsboro again. I think okay. yeah. I think it's a weird thing that we feel like we sh- we feel we should be loyal to Woodsboro, right? As like we all look at each other, where it's like mm-hmm. none of us are Whatever. care that yeah, we don't much care, about yeah. Woodsboro. I for- I forgot what state Woodsboro. The setting was is a least in. interesting part of the, yeah. these movies. It's I agree. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And if anything, different settings makes it more interesting. I, like say we show sure. about three having it on a Hollywood set made it interesting. <laughs> I love movies. I'm the, I'm the little bit of that Hollywood crowd in terms of I love movies about making movies in that. Regard. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. So they're movies all, about making horror movies. If, great. if they're not good, they're entertaining. Yes, I, I, I would be happy if we never saw Woodsboro again. And I think it'd be so interesting with Sam and, okay. and oh god, I'm gonna get her. God Tara, it's Tara. AJ, I was gonna Just call write it down. Write Tara. it down on a post-it note and stick it on your computer screen and be like, remember this for Tara. next year's screen Tara. movie. Yeah. I would love the idea of them being on the lamb. The core four, like you know, they're ride or die. They're gonna go somewhere. They're like, okay. We are now hiding in the middle of like Tucson, Arizona, just some like knowing smaller <laughs> place where it's like we're no clearly no ghost face here. Uh, I, there, there's I, eight people in the town and then ghost face shows up. It's like, oh, well, it's one of them. Like, yeah. I'm going to everyone. We're, we're going to go. We're going to family guy. We're all going to sit in this room. And yeah. none of us are going to leave. And so whatever happens, we're going to have a buddy system. And yeah, yep. we're going to play Among Us in uh, IRL. Pretty much, yeah. Heath, we kind of heard your predictions a little bit earlier with you thinking, Courtney. So I'd, I'd love this. Uh-huh. We have a very steep bet where, Ryan, you are already invited for Scream 7. We have, right, I'm ready. We have Courtney Cox dying in the opening scene or Courtney Cox being no. the killer. Here's my thing seven. is I agree with that. I think. She will be the main target of the opening scene of six or seven. She probably will die in our in our eyes as a viewer. But oh, in fact, she'll be okay. able to be kidnapped and be leave the hospital. So we think she's dead out of the picture. Comes back at the end of the movie as one of the killers along with Stu. So wow. they have a vendetta against Sam because she's a, a descendant of the person that caused him so much pain. Do we all That's agree that prediction. that Matthew Lillard is coming back for the next one? Yes. I wonder. I'm and right. So is yes. Niece. But I'm wondering how long they're going to dangle that carrot. Because everyone, like one of my, there was a video on Reddit of someone at like a con with Matthew Lillard. And I'm sure this is like the most annoying question to him, but they were like, hey, <laughs> you're going to be in the new Scream? And right. this was when they were shooting six. And he goes, I would love to be. I can't say, yeah. you know, it's the Hollywood thing where he's like, I can't say, and even if he was totally allowed to, he has to present it of like, I can't mm-hmm. say anything. He's like, I'll put it this way. They're filming right now and I'm signing autographs here. There you go. So yeah. it's like, eh, I thought they um, without saying it right there. Do you think that they would reveal that he's in the movie before you're seeing the movie like marketing wise? Cause, and we, we didn't touch on this real quick, so I'll just say shout out to this person. It was nice to see Hayden Panettiere working again. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yes. Gr- her character in four is one of the best parts of the movie. That's, um, yeah. So People that, were hyped in five when they gave that little Easter egg of like Kirby's Alive, yeah. a Kirby interview. Kirby's like, Alive, yeah. Because that was a big thing amongst the fans of the franchise after the fourth one. Like, is Kirby alive? Like, they all thought she was. Um, so that confirmation was great. Um, her character was maybe a little fumbled. A uh, little bit in this one, but it was just mm-hmm. great to have her back and assuming she'll be in the next one as well. Um, but my point is, is that they promoted that. Like yeah. they they told everybody like 
no, this character that you love from this franchise, she's coming back for this one. So I'm curious if they would do the same thing with Matthew Lillard because they know how much people are clamoring for Stu to come back in these movies. In my so prediction, no. Okay. I agree. No, okay. if it wasn't for that, we live in a world where Spider-Man No Way Home happened. Mm. <laughs> I think we live in a world now where this the studio is like people like to be surprised with this level of of something. Right. Like we Some live in a world where I mean crazy. I don't give a I, I've mentioned in Creed I don't give a crap about Shazam. So people are like, oh man. Spoilers if you actually do. Did you care. hear about oh, yes. oh this you heard I, about this? I'll today. go gentle. Okay. I'll go gentle with it. They can't they spoil the cameo in in the new Shazam movie in I don't know the promo. This, so. Why do we have to be gentle when they literally put it because in Because Keith TV gives a crap promotion. and he's going to see the movie. That's I don't the give a crap. Okay. You don't give a crap? I'm, okay. I don't really give a crap, but I don't also don't know. So I'm like, uh, if okay. you get some enjoyment out of the movie now. They spoiled a cameo where it's like, that would have been really it fun is, to experience. It was an egregious move by them. I think, it's because, I think it's because I'm proving a point. No one gives a crap about Shazam and they're pulling right. out the stuff. They're trying to get mm. exactly what it is. They're trying to garner buzz. That's sad. That's it so was sad. Oh, it was so bad I when think, I heard about that. I think that the if Stu, I feel like is their la, is their only bullet like with with Scream. Like that's the one all, thing yeah. they want. He, mm -hmm. He's the one outlier left. And so that, I like yeah. Even though it, you could very much be like, yeah, a TV fell on his head. He's dead. Yeah. Like, and not Seth just any Green TV. A, t a TV from the 1990s yeah, well, fell that on was, his that, head. That was a prop to kill back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Where I, yeah. I do like Those that they, in this movie they showed with like a jagged spear of a piece of glass in the center of it. We're like, that's mm -hmm. what pierced his head, air quote. Uh, the fact that they're not sure is boggling to me. Whether they 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 know so much because they could have been like, he is dead. Here's the photo of the morgue scene with him on the table. They, they could have shown it, yeah. But because they know, they want they're gonna have fun. They with know. It. Mm -hmm. I think they know what they're doing because yeah. of No Way Home. I think they're gonna go the route of trying to keep it as big a secret as possible. Where because if you don't know, this is just my weird thing. I love watching Q and A's for cons uh, on YouTube. Oh, they're great. I love watch. I've seen a bunch of Saul ones. I've seen a bunch of Scream ones. And Matthew Lillard is the Heath and I know he's like the rest in peace, Jason David Frank personality of the franchise mm, where he runs yes. the mic. He mediates mm -hmm. more or less. Uh, yeah. He would have so much fun lying to everyone that asked him. <laughs> and he, would, he would Andrew Garfield it where he's like, I swear 100%. on my child's life. I am not in Scream 7 just to have fun and screw with us. Mm. Yeah. So that 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 would 100% be. I would be so furious if they were if they put him in promo stuff for the movie. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a totally fair. Um but you never know. With, you do uh, never know. With these marketing and trailer companies. Um the example you gave about Shazam is a good enough example yeah. to use to work with forever because <laughs> the the fact that they did that today is just it's horrible. Oh, it's unbelievably terrible. But I, uh, yeah, you're probably you're probably right. They did it because no one wants to see the movie. Uh, I guess to kind of finish this out, uh, my ranking of Scream is Scream One, Scream Six, Scream Five, Scream Four, wow. Scream Two, wow. Scream Damn. Three. You have two that low? Wow. I so okay. I I like Scream Two, and this is I think the the only bad one is Three. I think Four yes. is not great, but I think the only bad one is Three. So two is better than four and it's still good. I hated the reveal of Scream 2. I think the, that was worse than this one, frankly, 
where you can't okay. have the whole plastic surgery like that. Are you out of your mind? You can't have that be part of the reveal. How it's mm. because that's just bad writing where it's like, there's no way we could have known because you True. had the word plastic surgery, like whatever tummy tuck, whatever she said thrown around where that is, it's not a puzzle. It's a complete, it's an impossible puzzle to solve. Yeah. Uh, so because that's the nature of and to be clear, I, I nailed this one in terms of I knew it was the bad cop. I've never nailed the, the killer in the other screens watching them. I may have it's had hard. suspicions. It's hard to do. I may have thought for a second and then like, oh, no, never mind. I can't be. This was the only time I was like, oh, no, I, it's him. This entire movie. You mm -hmm. can usually get one of them. I feel like that's fair. Um, whereas in this one, technically, Dermot Moroni's character isn't one of the ghost face. He's just the puppet behind the ghost face. He's or. Well, he was, I think them. he was one of them, at least. And now it's the fun game of like, which scene was, well, was going to, I was, yeah, exactly. was going to bring that up. Like, he was the we, bodega we, killer. We, I feel like he was the only one who could have had the training. You think so? The only reason why is because he, the, that ghost face used a gun. And I feel like he, that would, that would seems like him kind of thing. Mm. So who was the, who do you think was the ghost face in the opening kill? Like that was that killed Tony Revealy. That was character. the bro. That was the brother because okay. he, he knew the information about like how long have we? Where did we meet again? And he waited and he was like, "You met? Uh, we met you guys like we met back in whatever Atlanta in middle gotcha. school because they attended the same class. They knew each other. Yep. They were friends. So I okay. feel like that was the brother, uh, at least on the phone. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think there's a couple obvious. The train one. Is obviously the the, the daughter, the yeah, daughter, the, the yeah. daughter, because yeah, she was the it only has, one who could. It has her. to be, yeah, it has to be her. Yeah. Uh, um, the Courtney the Cox one was the daughter too. Yeah, the apartment uh, with the killing the the girlfriend on the ladder. That was the that was the brother. Yeah, because he was strong. Enough he's the to, only one that's not. He's the only one that wasn't there. So yeah, but well, he she, also had an alibi. So maybe it was the the, the cop. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, but we never checked into his alibi. That's true. So. That's again, that's what he, uh, hopefully they'll touch on that in the next one where someone tries to do their alibi of like, where Not were this you? Time. I was at a dance. It. Give me some footage. <laughs> give me a, yeah. give me a blah, blah, blah. Because like, I don't believe a word out of your mouth. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, so I, I, it'd be fun to go back and like rewatch and try to guess. Cause it's a fun thing to do of like, look it back is. and try to guess. That's why, unfortunately, it's one of the few problems I had with scream five was that it was uh what's her name? The once upon a time in Hollywood chick who yeah. killed Dewey where I'm like, She's like a hundred pounds and she was like throwing punches against him and like hit, mm -hmm. get like she stabbed him and like lifted him up off the ground where I'm like, that yeah. seems impossible or if not, like it seems a little like unbelievable to believe. But, uh, I, yeah, I, my hope expectation for the next scream is I'm along for the ride. So learned what you learned yeah. with this one in terms of expectation. Now we're going into this next screen with like, okay, so now the core four are safe because you've built the, mm, I don't know. I'm very excited for it. Well, uh, I don't think any, I don't think anything can kill Mason Gooding's character. At this point, so. <laughs> he, it's going to come <laughs> he out. He might be immortal. Um, He's too jacked. It's going to be a bit where he was never, he never existed. And it's always like in the character's <laughs> heads. He did die at the end of Scream 5. And just because of the trauma. <laughs> oh, that's something yeah. else I like too. I feel like this is the first time we've gotten perspective from the characters where Jenna Ortega has a line where she's like, I'm not going to let three days of events dictate the rest yeah. of my life. Where yeah. it really, it's like, oh yeah. Like that whole first movie is like, three days like three days is just going to mm -hmm. traumatize you for the rest of your life i actually i loved that perspective of it uh for sure but yeah i think we've all we covered it i greatly dis greatly greatly disliked the reveal of who the killers were uh but i loved 
loved everything else uh, in this mm-hmm. movie. So that's my thoughts. That's our thoughts on Scream 6, uh, Lost in New York. I really liked, <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that, uh, that the, the, I really like, I should say, the, the positive word of mouth that people are talking about it. So hopefully I'm inclined. I'm really fighting the urge. I might see Scream 6 again. Uh, not this weekend. What comes out this week? Is Shazam this weekend? It's this weekend. Okay, maybe yeah. I might see Scream 6 this weekend. Uh, before we it'll talk. Be stre- it'll be streaming on Paramount Plus in like 30 Or go so. see Cocaine Bear. I might see Cocaine mm, Bear. Ooh, you should go see I might see Cocaine Bear, Bear on Wednesday because I really want to see Cocaine Bear. It's worth the theater experience. I think so too. All right. Uh, well, Ryan, thank you again so much, dude, for you know your man, yeah. your word. You are like, yeah, anytime. And like, literally the following <laughs> week, we're like, can you come back for Scream Six? Hey, I'm happy to help. Always happy to be on board here uh, as the newest official member of the show. <laughs> You're sure it's um, on its way. <laughs> can't can't yeah. wait to get it. Um, I can do my plug real quick. I don't have to recap everything I said last week. Uh, I'll just say, of course, you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. We are the I Like a Refund podcast. Uh, And on our socials, we are at Refund Pod. We got some new, we had a new episode drop today, um, or typically on Mondays, we drop them. So uh, look for that. Enjoy our new format. Go on, like, and review us. We'd really appreciate it. Um, And we got some fun ideas in the future that we're cooking up, both for podcast content and some other stuff. So uh, just be ready for whenever we do those content drops. And uh, thank you again to the genre geeks for having me aboard. Always a pleasure, dude. You are always welcome. If there's ever anything you want to cover, you're always welcome to ask. And you're definitely got a, you got a permanent role. You'll have blackout. uh, You're like the blackout dates of, of, uh, of our scheduling. So yeah, we'll bump, we'll bump people for you. So thank you very much for, (laughs) (laughs) go check out. I like a refund, go do all the good things. It's in the show notes. Uh, I don't know if we're going to record. I don't want to cover Shazam. So, <laughs> uh, we're, you know, we might co- I will say, I will say, and you know, you could tell me, you know, you don't like this idea. You guys did take a decent amount of time off where you did miss a couple of movies sure. that were fairly prominent. You could do some reviews of some of those as a fan of your show. That is an idea. I would think that would be some pretty interesting content. That is definitely an idea. We might have to do like a shotgun episode where we just like you could just you could just do one that covers like the things we've yeah. the things we missed like something like oh, what that. Did we miss? We missed that sounds Panther. We missed a bunch of crap, dude. Yeah, it's uh, all stuff that I know you would have covered. So. Yeah, Ant Man, all that stuff. Yeah, we definitely that's yeah. definitely an idea because uh, Avatar's it. Avatar would be. Oh in god, there. yeah, Avatar. That'd be a great episode to talk about. Uh, for sure, though, we are going to be covering John Wick. I have sent the message to Darren of you're covering John Wick 4. He goes, I haven't seen two or three. And I'm like, you have until the end of the month to catch up. Exactly. You you have to watch. You ha- Darren has to talk John Wick 4. If I, if I have to drive up and force him to watch it myself, <laughs> if I have to call his wife and be like, force this man to watch these movies, <laughs> so be it. But yeah, do good things to us as well on all the social media. And until next time, everybody. Bye.